Do you identify as an awkward person? So they, uh, this is the time when, like, uh... I'm here to tell an awkward story, right? Welcome to the Awkward Show by Bandit Theater, Seattle's home of long-form improv. I'm Chris Carter. It's my pleasure to direct and host this show. This week, we have a real treat. Robbie Light and Erica Lowe are joining us. Today, Robbie's going to tell a story, and Erica will join in with the team. Let's get right into it. Robbie Light, welcome to the Awkward Show. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, this is my first time ever uh, storytelling and doing improv over podcast form. So Nice. How do you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Robbie Light. I'm 34 years old. I live in Seattle, Washington. I've been doing improv and sketch and stand-up comedy for about eight or nine years. I came to Seattle via Chicago, via Los Angeles, where I performed at various other theaters. I have a boring day job that pays the bills, very passionate about sports. And I'm also very passionate about comedy, as you can see, as I'm bravely putting myself on this show. Well done. (laughs) So uh, we play together on Mad Science. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're familiars, at least these last few months. You've got an awkward story for us. Yes, yes, I have an awkward story. I spent some time really racking my brain. This one is from the archives. This is from second grade. Uh-huh. So this, is a, this is a deep one about a sleepover gone awry is what I'll summarize it by by starting with. All right. Yeah. You, you said uh, we're in grade school? Yes, I was in second grade. I grew up mostly in Madison, Wisconsin. I moved there when I was about three years old. And I actually, within a couple of days of moving there, met my backyard neighbor, John, and this is his second grade birthday party. So this was like two, three years after I'd known him. It was a, a sleepover party at his dad's house. His parents were uh, divorced. So it was at his dad's house, which was a little bit further out of my neighborhood. And it was about eight or nine second grade boys. Um, I don't know if anyone else remembers their sleepovers from when they were kids, but it was your run of the mill sleepover of eight or nine kids, sleeping bags in the living room, staying up late, you know, ordering pizza, that type of stuff. Second grade is like seven-ish years old. Yeah, this like was, seven, yeah. eight years old or so. Mm-hmm. And so eight story, or nine of these boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fun story, John actually lives in Seattle now. So oh. uh, we both found our way from Wisconsin to Seattle. But so his parents, like I mentioned, were divorced and his dad lived with his brother. So his dad lived with John's uncle. And his uncle had a, I don't want to know if I want to use the phrase notorious or like infamous playboy collection in the basement. Um, The basement of this house was, it was a typical Midwestern basement full of boxes, full of storage, full of just stuff. And several of those boxes were like hundreds of issues of playboy. And as an eight-year-old, when you discover that already, you know, you're not fully through, you're not, you know, you're not through puberty, you're not fully awakened, (laughs) but you're thinking about it. Um, you're starting to, to, to have tingles and, uh, things like that. Um, so obviously that colored the sleepover, but you know, the, the night started with pizza, started eating pizza. There was two things this night that happened to me that I would say were pretty awkward and unfortunate. The first one was we started the night as any young group of, uh, children would do as we played ghost in the graveyard. 
For those of you who may or may not know what that is, it's where you all go outside in the dark. One person is considered it. Everyone else runs and hides while this person counts to you know 20 or 30 or whatever. And this person has to go, go search through the neighborhood to find all the kids if he can or they can tag them to get them out. Or if you're hiding, you have to get back to the house and touch the front door before you get tagged. And then you're like safe. If you get tagged out, you're eligible to be the person next round that like has to go find people. We're leaving the house. Um, the last two people out were me and my other good friend, Tyler, who I also knew from when I was a young kid. You know, and we're still young, but I'm, he was one of the first kids I met when I moved to Wisconsin. He and I were the last ones out. And we noticed that John's family cat like snuck out the door with us. And this cat's name was Sylvester. It was like a gray, long haired cat. I grew up with cats too. I had cats in my house. This cat was also like semi outdoors. It wasn't like fully independent outdoors, but it would go outside. It would come back. We noticed that Sylvester got out and we both like looked at each other and acknowledged that it happened. And we were like, yeah, he'll be fine. That'll be important later. Uh, so we <laughs> continue the, uh, the expedition, the, the ghost in the graveyard. We come back in the house. We do the typical young boy thing where we try to stay up all night as late as possible. Um, who can stay up the latest? We play the, the like, let's dip this kid's hand in a bucket of cold water because he fell asleep first. And that's supposed to make you pee your pants, apparently. Um, I thought it was warm water. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just you put it in like cold water, warm water. You alternate. You do something okay. to trick this person into wetting their pants while they're asleep. Uh, <laughs> Ruthless second graders. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another highlight of the night was we and this was, you know, this would have been 19. 98, 99 or something. It was it was after the movie Titanic had come out and Titanic was on a double VHS tape because the movie was so long it had to be on two VHS tapes. At like two in the morning, we pop in Titanic because we wanted to see the nude scenes <laughs> of Leonardo DiCaprio drawing Kate Winslet. And you see one boob for like five seconds and that's enough to get an eight-year-old excited. And this is another fun detail I remember. I don't know who else is, is as old as me. And obviously, Chris, uh, you'll get this. But before cable, or even when there was cable, technically you could get any channel, even if you didn't pay for it, but it would be scrambled or like you could only see some of it. <laughs> you could only see. So like you, he didn't get HBO, but we knew what channel HBO was. And if you <laughs> turn to HBO, you could like see a little, you would see scrambles or you would see like things go across. And we, you know, at two in the morning, you know what's on HBO in the 90s. Um, so just kids being degenerates, kids being <laughs> trying to break all the rules, stay up late. It gets to like three in the morning. I have to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. This is the second awkward thing that happened to me that night. I have, you know, used the toilet and I end up falling asleep on the toilet because I was trying to stay up all night. <laughs> it was like three in the morning and six in the morning. John's dad walks into the bathroom, finds me asleep on the toilet. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> that was, you know, that was the extent of it. But it was just like, okay, I fell asleep on the toilet. And I can't even imagine what he was thinking. You know, his dad was probably late 30s at that point, And I'm almost getting to that age. And it's like, what would I do if I saw a seven-year-old sleeping on my toilet at six in the morning? And then we were all getting ready to leave the party the next morning. And if you remember the story from earlier about the cat getting out, we were told that morning, we didn't see it, that the family cat was unfortunately found on the road, run over by a car, and John's dad had to bury the cat in the backyard. And while, while he was digging a hole in the backyard, he hit their cable line and knocked out all of their cable, oh. <laughs> and like destroyed the power lines to their house. Like not, not like in an electrical, he didn't like electrocute himself or anything, but he was digging in the backyard and like cut out all the cable and 
it was just a moment looking back, like, I don't, I like to believe I'm not at fault, but like I had, we had the moment where we looked at each other and we were like, should we go back and see if he wants to go in the house? And we were just kind of like, nah, he'll, he's fine. He's, you know, he goes outside all the time. And so we always have that story to look back on and be like, was it our fault? I don't know. You know, could it have been our, could we have prevented it? Maybe. Um, but it, just, uh, it was an outdoor cat though that would go yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cat was known for, you know, it wasn't like I had, I had cats that were like traveling cats. Like they would go miles from my house. People would call us. They say they found the collar of our cat in their backyard. This cat was a little more reserved, but it was, it, they would let it out. It would go outside that type of thing. But it was, it was always for like an hour or two and it would come back and want to be let in. So we'll always look back on that night and be like, did we, did, should we have opened the door? Should we have gone back? Like, you know, as an eight year old, that's the guilt you live with, I guess. But I think the cast could decide the answer for you right yeah. now. Uh, can, can we vote? <laughs> was it, was it Robbie's fault? I don't want to be mean to our guests. Okay, fine. I have a question, Robbie. So I, I'm definitely a fellow Midwesterner familiar with all the hijinks at slumber parties and such. What happened? Like, did, did anyone actually pee? Did anyone get their underwear put in the freezer? Like, what, <laughs> uh, what were the consequences of these shenanigans? Yeah, I don't know if anyone actually like peed or anything, but I do remember that John's dad came out like multiple times to yell at us for just like being too loud, like he's <laughs> like swearing, like, you know, very angry and understandably so. Like, again, looking back at it now, we're like, I know he was probably like 38 or so and I'm like 34, like I had eight, eight year olds like sleeping in my living room and this wasn't a big house. So it was like not that far from his bedroom door. I wouldn't, you know, just the patience that would have been required to not like scream at these little giggling kids all night, I guess, was probably a lot required from him. Thanks, Robbie, for that story. Sure. Hi, Mr. Camden. I hope it's not super weird that I'm the last kid left at Ronald's sleepover. Um, I, I thought that maybe we should talk about last night in the bathroom oh um it's really mature of you to want to address what happened but you know what water under the bridge i come from a generation where we don't talk about things like that so (laughs) oh oh okay mr camden um thanks for hosting the party uh i had a lot of fun um my mom doesn't usually order Domino's. So that was kind of a novelty for me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I love Domino's. Yeah. You know, uh, I just, we, we I like just to call you to know I wasn't house. pooping. Wait, what? Um, we don't have to talk about, it. nope. Uh, <laughs> Domino's, I just, right? I just Good want stuff. you to know I wasn't pooping when you walked in and saw me on the toilet. Mm, it's okay. It's okay. Um, we all have bodies. Um, <laughs> That's, that's all I'm going to say. We all have bodies. Um, um, uh, do you want to hear about my time in war? I could talk to you about my time in war. If it would make you feel better. Okay, now, um, Susan, this is a really, really big deal that you get to have your first sleepover. But remember that you and mommy... We live in a condo, okay? And so we can't be too noisy. So I'm very excited for us to have 
a library sleepover. That's right. <laughs> what, Mom? Yeah. This is my first sleepover, but I we have to do library style. Come on. Yeah, I got so. I even got you a pinata, and it's filled with books. And so oh. when it opens up, everybody's going to have books and they get their own little flashlight to read. It's going to be so great. You just have to be so quiet. Okay. All right. That sounds like oh, some fun. And you you did a lot of work to like bring the book pinata, which is pretty high up. Oh, yeah. We cut forward to the time when the library sleepover is very quietly happening and the kids are about to break open the book pinata. Okay. So... Instead of a bat, I thought we could all take an X-Acto knife and quietly open the piñata <laughs> at the same time. Okay? But, 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 but it's so high up there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, here. I, I have a ladder, so um, we can use this. I'll hold it. Just be very, very careful, okay? I don't want anyone... Folly, you're all holding exacto knives, okay? So be your, very your careful. Mom's, your mom's so cool. I never get to play with exacto knives or climb to high places. <laughs> yeah, Winnie, do you want to climb the ladder? I I'm not allowed to be up more than a, a step. Okay, I'm not allowed to, to either, but I'm gonna do it. Okay, it's your birthday. You can go up three okay. steps. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, ow! I hurt my finger. <laughs> Oh my, okay, shh, okay, it's, can't, you can't be too loud, okay? <laughs> but mom, it hurts, it really hurts. Someone cover her mouth, I'm going to go look for the first aid kit. <laughs> no, I can't breathe. I'm going to take my turn. Ah, I cut myself too. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it looks like the pinata is breaking open, and ow, ow. Oh, oh my gosh, my wife fell on me. Oh, my white carpet. There's blood everywhere. Where's my excuse finger? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, could you all keep it down, please? I'm the librarian that you hired for this event. Sort of like people hire Disney princesses oh. for birthday parties. <laughs> and I have to ask you to keep it down, please. Wow. Okay. I like your cardigan and, and your uh, hair up in a bun and those like really uh, metallic circular glasses. Those look very librarian-like. Thank you. The cardigan is Chico's. Okay. Thank goodness you're here. I'm so glad I paid extra for you. Mom, my finger hurts. I want to be I want to be quiet, but has anybody seen my finger? I don't know where it is. <gasps> okay, kids. I um Miss I, Librarian. Um uh, Miss Librarian. I just mm -hmm. wanted to tell you before we start that I'm not allowed to check out any books because because my mom says I never return them on time. Okay? So don't give me any books. All right. That's probably prudent. I'm just ripping pages out of War and Peace to fold it over my bleeding finger. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Okay, to try to stop you this know bleeding. what? I, this was a bad idea to have a library party. I'm just going to turn on HBO and you guys can just look for the boobs, okay? Yes. Oh, I found my finger. Yes. I, yes, I would. I would like to report a crime. Thank you. I can't believe the police are being so rude to me. Yes, I'd like to report a crime. All right, sir. What what happened? Well, my prized, uh, notorious, no, dare I say, infamous collection um, has clearly somebody attempted to, to burgle the entire thing. There was an attempted and robbery. An attempted robbery. And, sir, 
and we we gotta just clarify what collection are you referring to it is of a sensitive nature highly valued artistic works uh serialized <laughs> um <laughs> i ordered chronologically uh so but like fancy books sir are you a sure. collector a collector yes of fancy books and and I have a state-of-the-art security system that somebody tampered with. So, so somebody's mm. trying to get to my um, works. All right, M- Mr. Nichols, you said it was an attempt. Yes, you do know my name. Thank you. I'm very well known in this town. Yes, I also have uh, your name written down in my little detective notebook. So, Mr. Nichols, you said nothing was actually robbed of the place. You well, just att- attempted. I yes, I did a thorough examination, um, month by month, uh, to make sure that none <laughs> okay. of them were were missing. Or and uh, thankfully, the, like the thief couldn't get past the security system, state of the art security system. But I have some clues. Okay. I have some clues. Uh, I wrote them all down here in case um Thank you know you, you want to put them I in your little cute to... little book. I do want to put them in my teeny tiny detective notebook. <laughs> well, so you said what were some of those clues? Yeah, uh, there were pizza tomato sauce stains, possibly from pizza, all over the uh-huh. keypad lock. Um, Alrighty. I noticed uh, w- alternating warm water and cold water spots um, surrounding <laughs> mm. the area. Uh, those were the main clues. So, yeah, some well, kind of sir, advanced burglar ring. I, I think I actually might have a, a lead on this case. Well, well, uh, well, we, my tax dollars finally go into work. <laughs> okay, sir. No need to get huffy. I uh, we got pizza stains, cold and warm water. I don't know if you heard like small snickering going on in the night. Or uh... I mean, my my son was having some kind of uh, festivities with some of his other youthful compatriots. But uh, ah, the perfect distraction for a master thief to have infiltrated the premises. Sir, I'm sorry to tell you this, but these are notoriously the signs of eight-year-old boys. This is <laughs> what they do. They are more organized in crime than you might imagine. But I guess not enough for that state-of-the-art but what, but, security system. But, but, but preposterous. Mm, this is a very valuable uh, collection. It's worth a lot. It's probably worth a lot of money. A lot of money, you say? Well, it it looks like based on the the clues you gave, the rest of your statement, it's just some eight year old boys. I, I can't do much with that, sir. Especially since it was in fact a, an attempted robbery. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm I'm not sure what else I can do for you, sir. Uh, we cut to the house where somehow Mr. Nichols has convinced this police officer to examine the lock and also his whole family, including his eight-year-old son, is there. See, no, 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 we're going to prove it right now. Look, Timmy, l- l- we're, we're going to prove your innocence. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, all the police on this town, they've got a tar we've got a target on our back for being so rich and paying so many <laughs> taxes to the community, Timmy. Yeah. So Timmy, your alibi, you said you were um let me see here. It says you were uh, playing ghost in the graveyard outside. Is that correct? Yeah. And uh, can anyone corroborate your alibi on the night of the incident? Uh, yeah. You got this, kid. Um, You're a natural. You're doing great. Kid, I'm going to need uh, some names knowing that uh you're my let me just put it out there you're my key suspect in this case How i've got dare you. you yeah mr nichols i understand you as a privileged white man believe that's right that yeah a son could never do anything of such atrocious nature as an attempted robbery but I've seen it more times in my 15 years on the on the force. Okay, sir? Uh, yeah. you know what? Maybe you should go. Mm-hmm. All right, baby boomers, get in here. Take your take your seats. Um oh, my damn knees hurt. It hurts to sit down. Yep. Yep, you've lived a life. Okay. Uh, now we are we are getting together as we do every week um, to number one reassert that nothing is our fault. Okay, yep. but mm-hmm. we are trying to practice humility and to try mm-hmm. to talk about could we have prevented any of this? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm. uh, but you know, let's uh, let's run down the the classic lists of uh, of things that people blame us for incorrectly, um, and let's talk about like could we have prevented it? You know, uh, 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 about, uh, why don't you lead lead us today? Yeah, it's like eight uh, percent interest rates to buy a house, and you can't afford the house anyway. That's just one. Was thing. it our fault? No, no, no. Now, could we have prevented it? No, I was too busy uh, milking my retirement fund. Yep, that's an answer. Winnie, Winnie. Well, what about what this this week is not our fault in any way? But the young kids, they love to talk about climate change, right? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I I don't see it getting any warmer around here. I'm wearing a Uh, winter coat. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so was it our fault? Absolutely not. No. No. Could we have prevented it? Mm-mm. No. No. Yep. I mean, we've been meeting for eight weeks straight, and we have never come across any topic that we could have prevented. Okay. Mm-hmm. MP, MP, what have you brought us this mm. week? Well, I, uh, I had my my grandkid in town and and I made I made her some cookies like I normally do and t- turns out she's allergic to dairy so she ate my cookies mm. thinking they were vegan and you know she spent a good amount of time in the bathroom after that uh, but it'll be fine 
It's not my fault she can't handle her dairy. Mm, it's not. <sighs> There's nothing you could have done. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, what, what were you supposed to do, MP? Were you supposed to, like, express empathy for someone and ask them like what they're allowed to eat and can't eat you know like are you supposed to like actually care about other people like uh no parent of habit she knows i cook those cookies Mm -hmm. the same recipe every single time she comes Mm -hmm. so just because this is a new thing she's discovered as you said it's my fault is it our fault? No. No. Could we have prevented it? No. 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 Right. No. Erica, Erica, what have you brought us this week? Well, I I have a quandary. See, my granddaughter, she's been vaping in the bathroom at school, and it seems like that's just something all the kids are doing, you know, mango flavor, strawberry flavor. But I think we could have prevented Vented it. Get out. Uh, Get no, the no, fuck out. No. Listen to Get me. Out. There was a time when we had a out. choice to keep smoking in restaurants and on airplanes. I can't we hear. We fought against it. And now look at what's happening. All right. All right, you ruthless second graders. Get in here. My older sibling read to me Lord of the Flies. And we're going to bring it to you right now, right here on the playground. All right, who's got a slingshot and can shoot down that bird? I I, I have a slingshot that I need with a pencil and a rubber band, but I, I don't know about shooting down birds. That seems kind of mean. Yeah, it does seem a little bit mean, but you responded, Sarah, to the call of ruthless second graders. I guess that's fair. It's just I, I tend to respond to authority figures regardless of what they say. Okay. But you, you spoke with authority. Did somebody say ruthless? Uh, yeah, I did say ruthless. What's up, Jeff? Hello. Are you ready to fire up uh, the slingshot? Did you did you bring a rubber band and a pebble? No. Oh, I got them all here in my pocket, so it's all right. Who's gonna take down that bird over there? Why don't we go at the same time? All uh, three of us. Do you have a Kleenex? I could borrow. Uh, I have one in my I... pocket. I have one in my pocket. Let me take my retainer out of it. It's been in there for a couple of hours. Uh, hope you don't mind. Thank you. I'll put my retainer you're, back in my mouth. You're so <laughs> nice. The ruthless second graders I was looking for. I really wanted to be ruthless. Come on. I can. I can be ruthless. I can. Yeah. ruthless yeah yeah i can be ruthless i know the lord's prayer but i can say it wrong okay yeah that is our father sometimes heaven fart sometimes wow (laughs) sometimes (laughs) during cleanup the cleanup everybody cleaned up i just hide oh okay okay i i hate cleanup cleanup sucks Oh. You know what, Jeffrey? You look so ruthless with that snot running down your face. I'm gonna let the same thing happen to my face. What? <laughs> oh, wow! Man, when the fifth graders come over to beat us up, they're just gonna think twice. Yeah, you should lick your hands. 
Honey, we've been married for like five years now. <sighs> and I guess, you know, I just keep replaying the night of our wedding over and over again. And I just wonder sometimes, was it our fault? I mean, <laughs> no, sorry. Um, sorry, you said you were saying something really sweet that you keep replaying the night of our wedding over and over again. I'm sorry, I you said, wonder, was it our fault? Yeah, I mean, that night, your grandmother walked outside, and we watched her walk outside, and the door locked behind her as the rain started coming in. <sighs> Can we have done more to stop it? Damn it. Gloria, I've asked you so many times not to bring up how on our wedding night my grandmother walked out into the middle of the street and got hit by a car in the rain and her corpse got dragged three blocks down the road. <laughs> I mean, it's not just that we saw her walk outside into the rain. It's the fact that we parked that car there on the hill, at the top of the hill, without putting on the parking brakes. Ah, damn it, Gloria, I know. And we attached soup cans because it was our just married car and the soup cans <laughs> rattled, dragging her body with bells. And it sounded like holy bells as her corpse dragged bloody across the rain-soaked pavement. How many times have I asked you to stop bringing this up? Hi, um, sorry, the door was open, so I just walked in. Um, I'm the local handyman who did a lot of the work in your house, and um, it's just been gnawing at me and gnawing at me, but I'm the person who put WD-40 on the hinges of your door. I'm just now realizing if it didn't just swing open so smooth and frictionless without any kind of squeaking, well, your grandma wouldn't have had such an easy time just walking out the door into the street. I'm just, I'm really holding myself accountable here, but I think I'm responsible for her death. And I just wanted to tell you that. Damn it. Candyman, I've told you to stop coming over here again and again and bringing up the fact how you put WD-40 on the hinges of our doors. It's not your fault that my grandmother was drug like a sleigh by a reindeer car across the pavement. Okay, let it I'm go. I'm just saying I've run the numbers a million times in my head and I just can't Damn see it. any way it, it Stop makes blaming sense. yourself. Who the hell are you? Because I am your grandfather. <laughs> and I, too, am haunted every day by the thought that if I just had never married your grandmother or never had children, she never would have gone to your wedding. And never would have gotten run over. And I feel like it's entirely my fault. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Damn what? it. Robbie, thank you so much for that story. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd like to take a moment and introduce the cast of The Awkward Show. I'm Jeffrey. Eric Kylie. Tenora Bahal. I'm Christine Anderson. I'm Mark. I'm MP. I'm Winnie Young. And Erica Lowe played in with us. Yeah, Erica Lowe. <laughs> awesome. 
Robbie, do you have anything you want to plug? I'm a cast member with Chris on Mad Science. We have monthly shows at Bandit Theater. We don't have anything scheduled for 2024, but I assume that that's coming soon and we'll be able to plug that at a future date. Yeah, I've seen a February show on the calendar, but I don't know when we're going to be up in January yet. But yeah, good advice. Go see Mad Science. It's awesome. You learn a little something and, and then we make you laugh. Well, thanks again for, for telling that story. That was great. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. We're on break at Bandit through the beginning of the new year, but we'll have lots of shows in January and February. And classes are now open. So if you're interested in doing this yourself, it's a great time to enroll. Go to bandittheater.org and look at the top of the menu under classes. We'd love to get you involved. But we've got one more episode of The Awkward Show coming up next week. So we'll see you then. Next week on The Awkward Show. I was stuck in a state trooper's car in Texas trying to convince him I was not a sex worker.